Hey, this is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man, the only radio that matters with the name Brendo Man in it. If you're not listening to it, just what in God's name are you listening to? I can give you some options, but that would defeat the purpose of the plug. Brendo Man. Another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brent DeCreasy, joined for the last time this summer by Derek. How you doing? It's like uh, the last episode of Six Feet Under. Ouch. Oh, Off of Radio Brendo Man (laughs) again because I won't see my fill. Gosh, I. I that's like my favorite finale and of all Brando time. I keep thinking about like watching Six Feet Under again, but I just don't know if my body can handle that. Cause like I'll that show, I love that show. Like it's probably my number two show of all time, but like it's emotionally draining in a way that like no other show I've ever watched is. What's the number one show? Freaks and Geeks. So we were talking about speaking of freaks. Talking about potential Marvel. Yesterday I saw possibilities. I made the mistake of seeing Guardians and Spider Man in one day. Why is that such a mistake? That sounds amazing. I'm all hopped up on. You should be hopped up. We should all be hopped up. And then we're a week away from. We're going to Comic Con, baby. Marvel, Avengers, Infinity War, extravaganza. What secrets will be? So what reveals, what announcements. And I was telling Brendo, I got an amendment to what I'd said before. What if this, because Brendo's like, they never bring X-Men in. They make too much money. I it. don't think they will. I think they will eventually at some point, but like well, right now this. seems like the a very not likely time. That's I'll, all I'll I'm saying. To this. What if from a business standpoint, Infinity War part one ends with Thanos going through the reality portal and then the person that's like in his way is the silver surfer and he's like there's something bigger out there there's the eater of worlds and we directly lead to galactus and that's how we get fantastic four i'd be beyond but what i said before is that something that would make hall h's roof collapse oh is that if he goes to the portal and you see well you see hugh jackman wolverine standing there or the X Men or anything like that. Like people would. But lose he's their... he's the iconic X Men image. That's yeah. what people want. But isn't aren't they moving away from Jackman as it is? Yeah. I mean, just I mean, Logan was. Which doesn't make any sense because he's like the consistent money maker. But I mean, he can only. He's do already that for said so if he's like if Marvel decides to make an Avengers movie and wants Wolverine, I'll play it. He already said he's like I'll come out of. Oh, I know he already said that because of course that's. I feel like if Marvel is doing that, that's the move, right? Because, like, that's – I mean, that would tie – that would be it. If you could get Hugh Jackman Wolverine into the MCU, because think about where it all started. Like, I mean, really, like, I mean, you can talk about Blade. You could talk about things. But X-Men 2000 is where, like, this whole journey really, like, for realsies took off. And so that would bring it all back. Do you think That'd be 
freaking insane. If the portal opened and Thanos walked through and it was Blade on the other end, that people would care. If <laughs> <laughs> it was Wesley Snipes' Blade. Most people wouldn't know who the heck that is. I mean, come on. They have them. Kids don't know who Blade is. They have the Blade. Right. I mean, they know who Blade is, but they don't know Wesley Snipes' Blade. They sure as heck don't what, care about those movies. But yeah, what does the room do? Does it go, hey, or does it go, What? I think it's a what. I think it's a major what. But I think Wesley Snipes will be beyond excited. You know, this is the phone call he's probably waiting for since the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe started. Because he's probably over here going like, man, I started this shit. I'd be down for that. Like, I'd be down for it, but I just, I don't What if they, because you know, Thanos has the reality, Jim. What if they go see. If they bring Blade in, it's going to be like somebody super young. No, what if it's Wesley Snipes' Blade? What if it's Dolph Lundgren, Punisher? <laughs> if it's uh, Matt Salinger, it's Captain America? It's not going to be Dolph Lundgren, Punisher. No, because they're going, well, that would be... they're going through the different realities of Marvel. So then we're going to enter that weird... Then that's going to be like, oh, you want to know what comic books really are? What happens in the comic books? Like all this weird Earth 2 multiple dimensions. That Matt Salinger, DC. Captain America that has the Italian red skull. Right, and then like... And then you got David Hasselhoff as freaking <laughs> Nick Fury. Uh, they already Nick got Fury, him. like <laughs> they should do that <laughs> somehow. That would be amazing. I mean, they've done some. I could see that happening in a in another like Guardians movie because you know, like they've done some weird shit in those. Um, that'd be amazing. I just you know, I I don't know how I'm going to handle if I get into that Marvel you, panel. I just, I'm I mean, literally gonna, gonna, I mean, I've been, so I've been high a lot where I feel like, <laughs> I, like I've been panicky. But now what happens, cause Josh Brolin is now also part of the freaking DCs on both sides now. No, that's the Fox Marvel. Oh, that's right. He's cable. Fox. He's cable. I don't know who, I can't keep track of anything anymore. So he's cable. That's weird. Mm hmm. Is there anything? So there, that might, that, that probably throws a realistic wrench into all your Fox fantasies because that seems like a, He's a bold bridge. move on Fox's part. So. That's not a bridge. That's a continuity. <laughs> no, he's the problem. guy that, you know, talks Fox into it. Ah. Uh, but now he's cable. And that's a big deal for them. I don't think there's anything. That's going to be a big part going forward. I've been more excited plans. to see. Because I just watched those two. And I love the Guardians oh, too so much, and to see them hang out with the Avengers and Spider Man, it's crazy. Have you ever been more excited to see anything? I I've I've been very. This has been just a dream. You'll have a level baby. head about it. Me, I'll be shaking. I don't. You know. You seem to keep it together during the last Marvel panel. I know, that but the one that was the, the big stakes. I was flipping out. Yeah, I mean. And I'm usually, I was right last time about the announcement. Last time I called, I said they announced Brie Larson. Oh, Captain Marvel, yeah. You did call that. I'm a witness to your greatness. And then we'll have this Radio Brendo Man if they did announce some sort of X-Men crossover. I would have called it. Man. I don't know, I'm just gearing up for Comic-Con. I mean, it's a... They're going to do the WWE Mattel stuff. Hopefully. Because last year you got shut out of a lot of stuff, right? I got shut out of one thing. I feel like you woke up early a lot and didn't get to do it. I did, and I got into everything except one signing. Really? I feel like there was more stuff. 
Nope. I only didn't get into one signing. There was one thing where I was disappointed because they had said it was going to be where we get to meet and greet the New Day, and instead it was like a take a selfie as you walk by and you can't even stop. But <laughs> so that was a partial – but that was like I wasn't even planning on doing that at all and ended up doing it. Um, no, I only missed out on one thing last year. I mean I didn't go to the Mattel panel because I was waiting in line for the signing, but I got into the signing. So, you know, that worked out. Um, Should we shave your year, head and then bring a wheelchair and then you're like no, a make-a-wish kid? not doing that. But then you'll get to meet all your that. favorite wrestlers. Um, I won't be able to sleep at night or <laughs> look at myself in the mirror or feel, or and also that's awful. So that's so no, that's the that's what your that's your line for wrestling stuff. I have a, I, I would hope it's much, not even I would do I wouldn't do anything near. Would you lie to do wrestling stuff? A small lie depends on the lie. Like if you were like shit out of a. Like a signing and you go, oh, come on, I was stuck in traffic or something like that. I mean, I don't know. They won't, that stuff doesn't work. But what if it did? I, I feel, guess, but I know it doesn't. Have so. you ever gotten desperate with like a, a thing like that and kind of just started trying to talk your way into it? Not really. Cause I don't want to be that guy. Cause those, I've, I see those guys all the time and I don't want to be those guys. What if it's they're sad. like, okay, so. The signing you thought you were going to meet and greet, but then it was a walk by selfie thing, and you say, "Well, my mom just died." But I'm not going to say that. So no relative death. No. If you wanted, you can carry a picture of me and say that I died. <laughs> It'll get you to I'm meet. Not doing any of that stuff. It's the fine. Undertaker I mean, I don't know. It did. I did spend a good chunk of time last year, like in line for stuff, and I don't know if I want to do that again, but. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I really want to meet Sasha Banks and Bailey. They got their WWE's bringing the their top women's wrestlers, and I'm really, I would really. And I, last year, I wanted to meet Becky Lynch, and that was the one signing I didn't get into. So, I don't know. We'll see. Ric Flair's going to be there, and I know I'm going to be able to meet him, but I don't know how much it's going to cost yet. Find out. Are you? He's going to pay. Willing to pay money. Yeah, it depends. How Probably much? no more than like fifty dollars. Pay fifty dollars to meet Ric Flair. Yes, <laughs> sure, one hundred percent. How? 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 Remember when you met uh, Hulk Hogan in twenty twelve? That was free. You just stay in the line. I didn't have to really. I mean, that was like a ticketed thing, and I got a ticket, and then I like, yeah. I mean, that was like a freaking. That's one of those Comic Con moments, you know. It just kind of happens. What if it was seventy five? Have a lot of those. That's a little steep. So that's. I don't think I've even. I paid. I paid sixty. I paid seventy five to meet Bret Hart, and he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So I don't think I'd pay seventy five to meet Ric Flair. I thought it was another. I thought it was another Spike or something. Spike. I thought, or isn't Nakamura your favorite wrestler of all time? Not all time. Bret Hart is my favorite of all time. Nakamura is my number one favorite wrestler currently wrestling. Ric Flair hasn't done anything bad. I mean, he's pretty shady, but he hasn't, like, done anything horrible. In terms of what? I mean, he's done a lot of... He's, like, ripped off people, and he gets drunk a lot, and he's been married a lot, and he's... 
Has Bret Hart kind of done anything? A, not really, no. I mean, was Hulk number one, and then a lot of these guys—they're not like stand-up guys. They've all like, they've all like cheated on their wives, probably, and like been on the road and done—I don't know—but like that's pretty normal wrestler stuff. Was Hulk your number one? But then, no, Hulk was never. Hulk was my number one when I was six years old, and then, like, I mean, I always liked him because he's so. But he was never my favorite wrestler. Later on, just because he's not a very good wrestler. And after a while, the whole Hulk Hogan thing kind of wore thin. Do you... I forgot what I was going to say. So you take into account their wrestling skills. No, their in-ring ability that to entertain me and and their their technical wrestling skill yes it's a factor it's not the main thing does he go to comedy a factor or does he keep Hulk, it ooh. low hulk hogan yeah low profile i mean he does it. signings he's been doing signings lately but not at like big big things he has his own store in orlando the hulk store he does stuff at it's like it's called hulk hogan's beach shop i walked by it but you there didn't was go in a crowd out there hell no wow I think the most interesting thing about Hulk you... Hulk Hogan is a racist piece of shit. I know. I think the most interesting thing about you is the way you interact with wrestling. Because you are keeping keeping that line, and that's really interesting. That has nothing to do with wrestling. Let's do the fact that he's a bad... If it would have been anything else, it would be the same thing. If if Mel... Okay. I mean, I, that's to, I totally agree with you. But if Mel Gibson opened a Lethal Weapon 4 store in Burbank... I'd, I'd, He's I'd, a horrible I'd, person. I agree. I'd go, I'd go in and see what's in there, though. Would you pay money? I'd go in and check it out, maybe, but I definitely would not pay him money to like take my picture with him or anything. He can go to hell. If there was some interesting lethal weapon toy, I don't, I don't I mean, know. Maybe, but then I'd feel dirty knowing all my money was going directly into Mel Gibson's <laughs> freaking anti-Semitic pockets. I didn't see... Hacksaw Ridge. But I don't know. I may see... I haven't seen a single Mel Gibson. I w- no, thank you. But I... I I can't believe how fast people, like, forget shit. Like, it's crazy. I, and what offends people and what doesn't. I, it's insane to me. I think I may see that daddy's home, too. I mean... I've seen some stuff with him in it, but like something that like di- like I, that he directs and produces, I definitely don't want to support that. And even stuff that's in it feels weird. I watched that Get the Gringo movie on Netflix. It was actually kind of entertaining, but then all I could think about every time I saw Mel Gibson after a while was just all the horrific stuff he's said and done. So even that, like, there's only a limit. I have a hard time watching his old movies now, even, but I still watch like Lethal Weapon and stuff. Today is the nineteenth, uh, but it's anniversary hard. of Lethal Weapon Four. Ooh, I think I missed that one. The was that the Chris Rock one? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. You one. never saw it. I don't think so. Well, 98, that I was your... I wasn't, like, huge into Lethal Weapon until later. That was your graduating year, so you were... You had just graduated. What did you do that I wasn't summer? wasn't watching Lethal what Weapon What did you do before? that summer? Did you see Small Soldiers? That summer? That came out the same day. I did not. I saw... I saw Can't Hardly Wait on the day I graduated, because it came out on the day I graduated. Um, skipped graduation practice. Went to Can't Hardly Wait, and then went to graduation. Um... That summer was weird because I like bugged out hard. 
What does that mean? I, because I was like youth group kid and like really into church and stuff, but I like was having separation anxiety because I was getting ready to go to away to college and I think I was freaking out about that. And then also like, I don't know, I found out, I just like, I like, I had this, I just kind of snapped because I was like this good kid and I had been good and I hadn't like really done anything wrong and like everything sucked still. And like, I still felt like I didn't feel any closer. Like I, I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just kind of had like a mini crisis of faith. Just like, sort of. just like Riggs. But it was more like I was just angry that like life didn't seem to be improving at all. Even though I was, I, I was trying to be a really good Christian and, and then I found out like everybody I knew was having sex. And, and that like, made you feel betrayed. I really, like, I don't know. It just kind of blew my mind. Cause also when I was like, okay, first off, everybody's full of shit because every, nobody's, everybody's talking about how like they're not having sex. They're not doing this stuff and they all are. So everybody's a liar. <laughs> and then why should I, why should I try to do, you know, do what I like, you know, why should I have integrity when it doesn't, I don't think integrity even means anything. And I don't know. I was just, I was dealing with like girl stuff and other stuff and feeling weird because I was, you know, even then feeling like kind of gay, you know, but like that's very wrong. So trying to, you know, there was this girl that I was into, but I really didn't, I really messed that up bad. And, uh, and I just kind of flipped out and I drank a lot, like a lot that summer. If they re- quit my, I quit, I quit my job at Burger King and I just lived off of graduation money and like, I don't know, man. I did a, like, I mean, I had fun. Did you a do it in a big summer. way? Quit Burger King? No. I gave notice and. If they rebooted, cause all this sounds like Riggs from Lethal Weapon. If they rebooted <laughs> it, would you be Riggs? I'm not tough. I can't. I so somebody the, point a gun in my face and start crying. But I know what are you talking about. I know, but this is. I mean, it's, you're playing a part. I guess, but I wasn't like tough. I was just like mad at the world. And what if you were the son of Riggs and you had to work with Mel Gibson? Oh God, no! What if they offered you twenty million dollars to be in Lethal Weapon Five? Yeah, I would definitely, <laughs> definitely like. I guess that's what I, they did with Will Ferrell and... I think that's what they did with everybody. And what's his name? Uh, that's what I really want to see, a documentary about John Lithgow on the set of Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> and how what he thought of Mel Gibson. Do you think he's nice on the set because he knows what people I'm think? I'm sure he's nice. He's got to be super nice. I met him in person and he was the most char- one of the most charming people I've ever met in my entire life. When did you meet His him? charm is very strong at Buttonathon 5. What year was that? He screened that um year? that was in 2003. He screened The Passion. And I met him. I shook his hand. Just for like a second you saw him? I mean, he was talking to everybody. What did he say to you? Call you big I man? Said, I said, very nice to meet you, and I really enjoyed the movie. And he said, oh, thanks a lot. That means a lot to me. And I told him how I went to Bible college, and I'm going to tell everybody, like, you did a good job. And he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what did you thought? And then he, like, specifically, like, he asked me, because I'm like, 
he's like, you're a Bible college student. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so you liked it. And like, I'm like, yeah, it was sound. I mean, it was theologically sound. And, um, I would pay time, you know, hundreds of dollars to see the, the interaction of the Brendo man and Mel Gibson. Dude, that weekend was crazy. Because you're I always met, saying, cause I remember I said you do the spiel when you meet, when you meet celebrities, you had a different spiel. The Bible I had college a different spiel, spiel. The Bible college spiel. Um, I met, I met Peter Jackson that week. That, 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 cause that was 24 hours. So it was like a, I don't know, but I met Peter Jackson and Philip Boyens and Fran Walsh. And you got in because Phil- you wrote like a sob story? You wrote an, I know, I didn't write a sob story. I wrote about, they were like, like Harry wanted like things that would prove your dedication. So I wrote about how I drove with, I like went on that road trip to Red Bank to meet Kevin. That's what I wrote about and about how much I love movies. And I was going away to China and I wanted to have one last big hurrah and this would be a good thing to do. And I got picked. And I Harry still- Knowles like mentioned you, right? Well, when I met him, and 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 when I met him, he knew who I was. He like really, he said he liked my essay. Do they still do mm-hmm. that? Yeah, he does it every year. Is it's for his birthday? Is it still a big deal with stuff? I don't know if it's as big a deal as it used to be, but I mean, because that used to be a huge deal. Because like we were the first American, we were the first audi- U.S. audience, like period, to see Old Boy. Like we saw it before Harvey Weinstein saw it. We got. Return of the King early. Um, How early? Oh, only like a couple weeks, but still. So, early. do you think after talking to Harry Knowles, Mel Gibson felt like talking to you was like talking to Cary Grant? <laughs> I don't know, but um, I don't know. I was that weekend was just a whirlwind, man. Because I drove to Austin from Moberly, Missouri. How far is that? It was like twelve hours. See, you're, and like, then I, you're like Brendo Gump. I was having that year was like I had these crazy adventures just because I didn't know if I was even gonna ever come back to the United States. So I was trying to do as much stuff as I possibly could. So I went and met Kevin finally and I went out to Red Bank and then I went to Austin, went to Buttonamathon. Went out and visited a bunch of other friends. Did you really like Passion of the Christ that much? At the time I did, but then I never watched it again because even as a devout Christian, I was like, I don't have any desire to watch that again. Um, and then like, I don't know, like, but I mean, I really liked it just because I thought it wasn't, I mean, it pretty much, that's what's in the Bible. So at the time, I thought that was like a good thing. What's the most embarrassing celebrity story that you have? What do you mean? Like the time that we went bad with a celebrity. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the freaking Russell Brand is pretty bad. I guess I asked you that before, but there's also that wrestler, right? That was your favorite or something. And well, no, I mean Virgil was definitely not my favorite, and that. But was you, but you sucky. liked him. I mean, I liked him at the time. And what did he say? I had no, he basically said, like, buy something or get the F out of here. <laughs> and this is at Comic-Con? Yeah. Jesus. And it ruined your day? Well, I 
it definitely put a damper on everything and I because I was gonna but it might have been it worked out for the best because I was gonna just go around and meet every single autograph person with that you know because I'm like oh I got my program they all have to sign it and instead after that that was the first person I approached and I was like well I'm not doing this again so I went down to find something else to do and I walked into Hall H and then stayed in Hall H for the whole rest of the time and so you know it worked out um, that was the first ever Hall H day. It was, uh, it was, uh, Serenity, um, Superman Returns. Wow. Um, it was, uh, Slither with James Gunn. Um, and, uh, it was Kevin and, um, it was Charlize Theron was there for, uh, Ion Flux. And I'm trying to think. So oh, yeah. It was King Kong. Yeah, this was 2005. And it was King Kong with Tenacious D. And Tenacious D played after the King Kong panel. Jesus. That's crazy. And Kevin introduced Tenacious D. It was insane. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. That, I think that's and you why could just I just like, walk into it. I just walked in. I mean, later on in the day, but I got there in them, like, for the first panel. And, like, I don't know if it ever, I don't think they ever, like, I don't think there was ever a line line because this again, this was 2005. This was when you could still buy up, walk up. This is, I mean, I've told this again multiple times, but it bears repeating. You can, you can go that day and buy I, a ticket. For I the parked day. on the street within like six blocks of the venue, which now like that's impossible. Well, we've done that. I, I walked feel. up. Yeah. No, I'm talking like real close parked, like real close. We parked like a mile away. Okay. Um, like I'm talking like real close and parked on the street, walked in, bought a ticket with no line, just bought a ticket for that day and then walked and, and then like after going up and getting the Virgil snub, just immediately just walked into Hall H. Like this is Saturday? the very next – this was – I think this was Friday, maybe Saturday. I don't remember. Um, and, and then um, – I remember then very next year I went on the Saturday and waited four hours to buy a badge. Wow. And then the next year – and then 2007, it was sold out. Like they didn't even sell badges. I remember site. around then a friend of so mine. So within three – it went from being able to buy badges instantly to sold out in within two years. I remember a friend of mine around that time drove down to San Diego on a Saturday and then – Drove around the convention showing the line, like with a camera. That probably was 2006, because that's when like, the line to get in wrapped around. And he was so mad, he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I guess drive back to LA. Yeah, cause 2006 was when the line to buy badges went back to like Seaport Village. And then after that, there was no buying badges at Comic Con. So what's your, let's talk about our memories. What's your favorite, what's your worst and best Comic-Con memory? Uh, I have so many, like so many. I mean, worst is probably that, like, I don't know. I don't have that many bad, bad memories. You miss out on a panel or you got shut out. Well, waiting in line for four hours and then not getting into Game of Thrones that was pretty much a bummer. What year was that? Um, that was like 2009. Game of Thrones 10? came out 2011. 
okay, then no, never mind. I don't know when what. It would have been 2011. It was like one of the first years, so like 2011, 2012. So you did wait in the Hall H line. No, this was Ballroom 20. Oh, okay. And then another year that this the other thing, the other time that really soured me on waiting in line was there were a few years where I tried to get into Doctor Who and never could when I was really in like when I was just getting into Doctor Who. That's a couple years of that. And then there was waiting in line with Josh and Rachel for we wanted to go to like to see Nick Cage and something. I think it was Drive Angry maybe. Um or maybe Ghost Rider 2. I don't know. Um but we waited in the Hall H line for like 2 or 3 hours and didn't get in and like just left. And after that I was like, well, I'm not doing that anymore, but um So that the I think those kind of things, but then like uh I don't think, I can't think of anything else bad. I mean, there was that, those couple years where we were parking and like walking a long ways, like that kind of sucked. Where we got into like arguments. Yeah, and then like the one time that I fell, and then another time this freaking jerk like made fun of me in front of a ton of people, and then like just assorted like scary situations due to like walking so far to the car or that art um, thing that you feel like they were ripping art out of the walls or something and ripping the art well that was like phil. with phil and that was like but that was kind of cool <laughs> like that was well crazy. that that other time is when you uttered the immortal line because you were trying to figure out a place to eat and i'm like well do you want to just grab a 7-eleven sandwich and you're like i want real food <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like that's probably like the low point, you know. But but the high points so gotta be many high points. Well, you know, my gosh. met a lot of cool people. I met a lot of cool people. But getting in the cool hall stuff, H for I, that Marvel panel and having us all I mean, sit together—that was fun. That was great. That was wonderful. Um, I still think the high, like I still think there's the banner year though is the year that Benson and I just freaking. The year we like got into everything and we destroyed Comic Con. Like what? We got, well, the year we got into Hall H for like Scott Pilgrim and Expendables and JJ and Joss Whedon. That Hall H day was insane and we just, we, I think we waited maybe 45 minutes because we wanted to, I wanted to go to the, I, I, I don't know, I just wanted to see and like the line, there was no line. Like it was crazy. What day um, was that? A Friday or Saturday? That was a Saturday. And, uh, I think it was a Saturday. I felt I felt like a Saturday because that was a big day, um, and I was with Zach and Phil. I remember that pretty very well, and because I, I remember Zach got a one up pin, and he got to go to the like after the Scott Pilgrim panel. Edgar writes like, if you have a because they gave out Scott Pilgrim buttons, and he's like, if you have a one up on your button. Follow me. I'm gonna walk to the screening and you get to come with me. Of Scott Pilgrim and like Metric was there and they played like that song afterwards. Like, oh my god, I would have died. Um, but it was still cool. You got to dance to with do... Joss Whedon for deals. I got to, I did get to dance with Joss Whedon for deals. And for deals. Cause you wrote it wrong. You texted me. Oh. For oh, deals, yeah. I posted it. <laughs> it was Joss Whedon and because uh, that was Felicia Day's party that I got into, and it was like Felicia Day and Joss Whedon and Amber Benson 
and um, who else was there? Wesley. What's that guy's name? I saw Billy Zane in a urinal once when we went to the yeah. Hyatt. I mean, there's the infamous uh, Thomas Jane peeing against the parking garage of the Hyatt when I was hanging out with uh, Ben Templesmith. And I think Lynch was there. No, Lynch wasn't there because I was asking Temple Smith if he'd seen, if, if he knew if Lynch was coming. And that was when we were talking about Lynch. And that's when we looked over and, and Ben Temple Smith's like, that's not something you see every day. And it was Thomas Jane in a tuxedo smoking a cigar, pissing. <laughs> Just right in front of every, cause you know how they're like at the Hyatt, there's always like tons of people outside. And there was at least a hundred people outside the Hyatt. There's also and, a great moment where we were in a hotel somewhere walking around like near like the free soda room mm-hmm. and Stan Lee comes out of a door and we look <laughs> at him and he looks at us. And he's like, don't say anything. And they immediately <laughs> whisk him away. Do you remember that? Yeah. Cause I was like, um, what do we do? Do we just kidnap Stan Lee? I mean, he's right here. I'm trying to think of other things. I remember being with Matt. And one, we, we ran into, we ran, we pretty much literally ran into Emma, Emma, Emma Watson. Oh shit. Um, downtown. This was like downtown. Um, we met Simon Pegg. This was all in like an afternoon. We met Simon Pegg. We ran into Emma Watson. And then as we were walking, we heard all these voices behind us and we turn around and it's Joss Whedon and the whole cast of Dr. Horrible. That was crazy. I was too stoned to like do anything and shocked. I found that if I get too stoned, I can't talk. For me, that's a benefit. So <laughs> no, but like if I try to string a sentence together, it's like a roller coaster to try to get to the end of the sentence to remember the word you said before. Just, Have you ever been that yeah, like I that? I feel that way too sometimes, but then because of that, I don't talk and it's actually helpful but then i feel nervous that people are asking me questions like all, all ryan did after i took his bond he's like so did you like spider-man i'm like leave me alone well i don't know i mean sounds like you have uh, a better time before me but then no but then after i've had i've had a good time with benson i've had a good time with you i've had a great time with phil because i've always seen Just, is know, like like uh what was it that comedian yeah but that's fun that was fun time. What was his name? Brian Posehn. You're like, hey, and he's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, but just stuff like that is fun. But then, like all the other, but like the year that Benson and I got to like do everything, we got into the first ever Walking Dead panel. We saw Danny Elfman. We got into that all that Hall H stuff. We went to that Danny Elfman panel. We did. What else did we do? We did Walking Dead. We did Kevin's panels. Like Kevin did some big panels. Um, we did all his stuff. Um, and then we got to go to that Etney's party where Benson had to like, <laughs> even though Megan gave Benson a VIP, um, so like Megan gave Emily a VIP, uh, badge, like a wristband and the, the guy running the ho like there was it like this bar at this hotel it was like this rooftop bar situation would like like they're like nobody under 21 can be out here even after megan like was like no he's cool and and so like um 
Emily had to like go sit with like these kids basically in inside where they were gonna do the live uh I think they were doing a live Jay and Bob get old and uh and but then Walt ended up going in there because he just didn't want to talk to anybody, so he ended up hanging out with like Emily and some of these other kids basically and and then but then like I don't know it was just fun because I remember hanging out with like. I had a really good time there hanging out with Lynch and, uh, and Brian Quinn. We had, I just remember that being very fun. I liked, uh, when we got to see the pilot to Agents of Shield. That was my first I didn't, I wasn't there. I didn't, uh, I was, was I don't know what I was doing. It was you and Emily, I think, and maybe Andrew. I don't know what I was doing. But, oh yeah, cause I remember, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> we're all like, it's so it's great. And you're like, oh okay. Because I think I got to butt in line because of them. I think you cut in front of a bunch of people. Um, that's what I worry about. That I'm gonna hit the year where I get all the red lights. It happens. But I've had know, those there's, years. There's, I've had the red light. I've to, had red light years, and you just kind of roll with it. I have to remind myself that there's other stuff going on. There's always something else happening somewhere. You can always... Oh, my other favorite memory is Phil, like, not wanting to sneak in to Hall H to see Terry Gilliam, but his love for Terry Gilliam overriding that and him actually doing something rebellious. Because me and him and Emily, like... We, this was, we discovered the weak point in the Hall H line and we cut in front of a lot of people. Where was it? It's when it crosses the street. I don't think it works any, it definitely does not work anymore. So how come he was okay with doing it last year? Because, well that was different because he wasn't, I, I don't, we can't, I, I thought we were going to talk about. Oh right, right, right. Well anyway. I'm talking about. It's good to see Phil back on, yeah, back in the group. Well, this one, the new method's not as shady, right? The because that was literally like cutting in front of a ton of people, like actively cutting. But when I'm, when and the I'm, whole time Phil's like, "We're cutting, we can't do this." And I'm like, "This is happening, whether you like <laughs> it or not." And Emily also was very much like, "Phil, you need to get with it right now, like, because we are doing this." And so, once we were in there, he was fine because I'm like, "If we hadn't done that, you wouldn't be able to see Terry Gilliam." And that's the only time Terry Gilliam has been at Comic Con. Like, so I'm giving you free reign to answer however you want. It's mm-hmm. not going to be good. Mm. But I'm gonna reveal, I probably said this to you. One of my favorite, my favorite thing to do last year was be in the air conditioned Hall H on a Saturday, right before like the, a big panel, and look at the line of, <laughs> on Twitter, the line of people complaining Doesn't of that like make each you feel trip. bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> it like gives me power. <laughs> I was just like, I was levitating with happiness. That's your true nature (laughs) revealing itself. I don't think I've kept that a secret. I just love. I definitely. You get mad at me when I say those things about you, but now you're saying them. Well, that particular thing. I mean, you like to sit on your seat of power, and or not the power, just just in a seat of uh, 
of, you want it. You're better. You, you are better. I'm convinced. Just, I'm just no. There. You think I'm, you're above everybody, and you don't have to wait in line, and you don't have to do. I don't any think of this so. Stuff. But if I'm in, I'm gonna look at the other people that can't go in. <laughs> oh my god! That's part of the. That's part of your monster. <laughs> I mean, Hall H. So, like, okay, last year, I got in. I got in legitimately with a wristband. Kind of. No, it's Even all that. It was all within the rules. Yeah, but you still didn't actually like spend the night. You don't have to, like a lot of people do. The, well, somebody did on your behalf, right? the uh, The rule is like it's one person every five people in your line, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, we did that. We were perfectly within the rules. Well, you were. I didn't have anybody doing that for me. So I got in with a wristband. It was tier one. It was the first group of people to go in. I was so close to the entrance that uh Brian Fuller was handing us coffee and donuts because they were doing that Star Trek panel for I guess Did the show. Did you take some? On. Yeah, I was literally handed a coffee by Brian Fuller. That's because the people there were people like the people that deserve those coffees and donuts spent the night. You went on that horrific island of cockroaches and frozen people and misery. That was the most miserable place I've ever seen in my life. Nobody should feel that way at Comic Con. The whole thing is messed up. But it is a I also broken think system. It's a but broken system, but I don't think there's any solution. He was handing otherwise, coffee like, to the people that were sleeping in the shoots. He was only he only did it to the people that was like right up front. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't even to those people, but so we go in. I don't even know where I was. I don't even know where I was. Where, where I was going with this? I don't know. You're oh oh oh. So we go in. You know, we're the f- first people to get into Hall H. Where we're within the first twenty rows, right? It fills mm-hmm. up. Obviously, seventy people past eleven o'clock got in. After that, for the entire day, like it barely, it barely moved. People just spent <laughs> an entire now you're day. Now you feel bad. You're making me feel bad for like the fact that I got in there. They spent an entire. If you were seconds earlier, you could have got that wand too. I know. I, I was shocked that wand. you got in as early as because it's crazy that somebody. I would have been earlier, but we ran into Roush, and like I'm not gonna duck a friend. But the point of that is it was the first panel of the day and there were still, well, I don't even want to say how you got in, but the, that you Stop got in, you. that you got in at that first panel was crazy. Yeah, but I missed the really awesome, like, you know, DC part of it. That's true, but you got in and it was great. It was great, although the Star Trek panel kind of sucked, but I'm glad I was there for Aliens. I'm glad I was there, you know, for all that. It was good. And hopefully, hopefully we'll get to do that again. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see what well, happens. Well, my, I do have, uh. I mean, you got your people that are waiting, that are like yeah, sleeping over. I, do I don't have, have that. I do have a hard have line that. on a wristband on Saturday, so. Yeah, so you're in there. I'm the one that's on the bubble. Well, we'll see. I hope you're there in there, man. I'll do what I can. But I'm very well, excited. Every time I go into Comic-Con, it's I, like, what could happen? I'm excited. Dreams hope, are on the line. I hope Phil stays in our room. I mean, that's what I'm... But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. 
I'm talking about you and Phil and Andrew. I'm just bummed Emily's not going to be there. Because Emily's like a staple of Comic-Con for me. And she says so she'll might make there. an appearance, she said, right? She's in Canada. She says she'll go for like a day? Hmm. She said maybe. We'll see. We'll see. You'll see other people she, there. I understand that. But Emily's if, like a Comic-Con bud. I have like my inner Comic-Con circle. Like my real inner circle. If none of us like, went it's to like Comic-Con. you... I would. I don't would know if I would go? go. I would still go, but I definitely don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much. Because I even with you guys, I still spend a lot of time at Comic Con by myself. We all do because that's part of Comic Con is you break off and oh geez, that was bad. <laughs> and then you like get back together because like you know I go do my WWE signing stuff or go to the Mattel panel. Although I used to do that stuff with Emily, so like, but like you know. But now I got Alex, my friend Alex, who you've met. Um, Alex has kind of become, gotten a kind of a spot on the, you know, perm Brendo squad, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> um, so I guess I, you know, I got some new potentials. Like Alex is a good solid, you know, guy in there. And then you got Phil, you got Andrew, I got you. That's pretty much, that's my Comic Con base. It's my crew. It'll be exciting. This is my be my fifth consecutive year. Man, that's awesome! I'm really happy because I remember you used to be so anti Comic Con. Well, I just like, didn't I know how to do it. I just didn't. You seemed like every year is getting bigger and bigger, and I didn't know <laughs> how to get a hold of it. This is my because I went that year. Like I got a this job. Is like remember? my fifth. This is like my twelfth in a row. Thirteenth. 13th. Remember the first time I went to Comic Con in 2011, mm-hmm. I was supposed to go for all the days, but then I got a job like the week before, and then I decided, you only came down for like one day. Yeah, but then I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go down on Saturday, and I didn't know where to park. And by the time I got, out, we had a fun time. By the time I got to you, I was all grumpy. But then I got to do Comic Con for the first time. We had fun. Hung out with Lynch. Was that when we went to SlamCon, or was that the year after? I think that's that was the SlamCon year. <laughs> SlamCon. Man, I was just thinking about how Bria Grant has like been on the outskirts of like so many good shows, but she's like never had like because like she was in Heroes, but she was only on season two, and she was like, and then they killed her off, and she was in. uh she was in um, Friday Night Lights, um, but then Landry ended up with What's-Her-Face. Um, and then she was in Dexter, but she was, like, in the bad season. So... Kind of un- that just seems, like, unfortunate. I don't know. So I she's didn't... Better. She's a good actress. I didn't finish our book, but I got through a lot of it. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about... Um, let's get into format here, I guess. Uh we're talking about Shop Girl. So I got I read the, thanks, the Thanksgiving parts. Man, yeah, yeah that was pretty intense. So where she's thinking she's falling in love and he's not. Yeah, it's a very lonely book. All he wants to do is just devour earthly pleasures, and she just wants companionship. Mm-hmm. And poor Jason Schwartzman character is just 
out there bumbling along. But she's yeah, but that's kind of the journey for everybody. Like you spend your twenties, and then even for some of us, some of our thirties, trying to figure it out. That and Thanksgiving hopefully... scene where she was waiting for a call from her friends, like yeah. that, made me tense. That hit. That hit home. That hit home for me like super hard. If a, bil- had... if a billionaire wanted to whisk you away to eat airplane oh, food yeah. and fuck him, would you sure. do that? Sure. Would you fuck Donald Trump? No. How about for $50 million and nobody knows you did it? I there, I don't know what I... There's, I think the only thing I would do for $50 million is <laughs> like kill somebody or injure somebody or hurt somebody. For $50 million, would you... And like, what if this, like the demon that is giving you $50 million said, Derek will die in 10 years, but it'll be the best 10 years of no. his life. No. But what if I wanted what? just 10 good years? If you knew about it and you were okay <laughs> with it? If, no, no. No, but if, what if I gave you a blessing? No, you, 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 you don't want to die in 10 years. You mean, but you it was think you the do. greatest 10 years. Yeah, but then what if, like, towards the end you realize you're about to die and then, like, it's awful? But if I am in on it, you have to give half to me. We're not doing... So you would want to die in 10 years if you could have $25 million? That's what you're saying? That's your decision. But it's also your decision. I think I could make a good 10 years. You think you would only want to live another 10 years? If it's the best 10? Sure. I don't know about that, dude. How do you know it's the best? What if it could be better well, cause after? Because, you know, it's magic. If you knew for sure that it was, like, the best ten by, like, a long shot. Yeah. And, like, the rest was just going to be awful. And then you just fade away. It's not like you'll get hit by an anvil or something. What, like, you're, like, in a bed and then you, like, die in your sleep or something? I just disappear like Marty McFly. Well, that's really sad. But then they, you, then you'd be dead for the rest of my life. But then you'll have the memories of ten good years, and you'll have twenty five million dollars. Ten good years of us being whatever. We'd blow all that money in ten years. You know we would. We'd travel to every theme park in the. World. Like I said, I would put you in that infinite picture frame for six months with Emma <laughs> Stone. Just six. Dude, I like. I was. I spent like a. Like five hours the other day watching videos of Dubai theme parks. That like one Motion Gate park is just a bunch of disappointing, cool sounding rides. Like they got that Ghostbusters one. They have this Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs like ride. river raft ride that's like basically you're on a river raft through nothing. <laughs> like it looks terrible. Hold on, let me they look at this. They spent a fortune on all these rides. They have like all these other, they have this like adventure time ride that looks terrible. All these other motion simulator rides, like shooting rides. It's a whole bunch of bad, like, adventure time rides. rides. They have an adventure, it's, they're all like the Ghostbusters ride. They have like six rides that are exactly like that that Sony slash Lionsgate theme park. Yeah. And then they have this other theme park. That was driving me crazy, but it's cause it's, cause it, parts of it look awesome. It's called IMG something something. And they have this ride called the Haunted Hotel, but it's not a ride. It's a walkthrough maze and there is zero video of it anywhere. And I don't know, I can't tell if it's cool or not. 
And it, I went on a huge deep dive. The line goes through like a custodian's closet. Like, I don't even know if that's supposed to look like that. It's like an old I, boat. Like, I don't know. The whole park is weird, man. Okay, those are the rats. Now I'm like obsessed with all these. Like, half of the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs ride is just like. Yeah, it's like no, nothing. It's no theming at all. You're it's like imagine a, Grizzly River Run if it was just the run. It's just a, like, a cement. And then there's like some things shaped like food, and that's supposed <laughs> to be like exciting. Like it's the worst looking ride I've ever seen. Can you imagine flying all the way to Dubai? And, like, okay, there's a watermelon and, like, elephant. Yeah, but like it's like nothing. I don't know. Oh, there's several watermelon strange. elephants. There's a lot of downtime. There's so much downtime. There's pie. Yeah, but there's that's the pancakes. whole ride. But like, what is it? The, the story of the ride. There there's, isn't one. There's coconut walls. It's there's like just that big fruits. <laughs> that Ghostbusters ride is the most horrific because, like. The, you're not even like using proton packs. You're shooting things. Proton packs don't shoot any, shoot things. Unless they're like the modified proton packs that are in Ghostbusters the game. But, I don't know, but it's still dumb. Okay, there's the characters. Yeah, but it's like really bad, dude. Well, now you're just watching a video of a ride and, and then that's it not ends. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. No drops. No. Motion Gate um, Dubai. Yeah, Hotel that whole Transylvania. Park, that whole characters. park is like they have all these crazy license things and they're all terrible. They have like Shrek. Right, oh, they have watching. like a Madagascar. They have like a DreamWorks big statue. Yeah. They have a ton of stuff. Oh, a carousel. I don't know what right. theme. Oh, like a Madagascar just, show. Now you're just watching theme park rides. But they, the, the I am, so they have this IMG park that is, it's Marvel, um, they have Marvel stuff at this IMG Dubai park and they have a bunch of, but the Marvel stuff also all looks bad. Like, there's Remember this, we got the way they tie in the Marvel of the, mm-hmm. of the California event. They announced the California adventure ride at Comic Con last year. Oh yeah, 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 we were there. I still haven't gone. I haven't either. But I don't want to wait four hours. Um, fast pass. There's no fast pass. Well, oh, there, there is, is if fast you get, pass, if but it you like get runs out. Enough. Well, what else have you been watching? You see any movies? Well, I watched Guardians and Spider Man. Anything else? And I went to the theater at 10 o'clock. It was still packed from all that Spider-Man stuff. Oh, there's, dude, all the theaters. I, I mean, I went to go see The Big Sick, which itself was packed, like, full of old people. And, um, and then, but then the theater itself was just crazy town. And Guardians, day. which has been out for two months, was like, a lot of people were still in it. That's good. I just, I really liked The Big Sick. That was really good. Did the old people object to the mixed race union? Well, like, I, I don't know, like, people were like, like, the people next to me, they were like, oh, this, they, they were, sh-, like, there was a lot of audible gas 
when they found out that like it was based like they when they showed like their real pictures at the end because I think they're like there's no way that's real and I'm like no this all really happened this is real and like I don't think I think they were shocked that like about the mixed I don't know they were old and they were like oh <laughs> um but uh I just I thought it was really sweet and having met <coughs> Kumail and Emily before like I don't know it was just really cool and I'd heard them tell talk about their story in chunks you know and bits and pieces Would it you do like you're the- rubbing your microphone against your face No I'm just no Did <laughs> did would you do the Anna Nicole thing and like marry a 90 year old No billionaire Ew. But you just like no. six months of stuff, and then you get this estate. No, thank you. What if he was a tender lover? Hmm. Still not attracted to like ninety what if men. It, what if he was a Doctor Who guy? If he was a Time Lord and he didn't look like a ninety-year-old man? <laughs> no, no. If he was just one of the actors that was still alive that played Doctor Who, so like don't a really wanna, old actor. Don't you want to be like Brad in the George Takei relationship, where you're at Comic Con at the booth? Not if yeah. I don't like the person for reals. But you do. Well, if I do, then of course. But why? I don't see myself doing that. But yeah. sure. Not attracted to old men. Or women. What about... Um, what's that? The like guard, really old. The guard Ellen talks Mirren. like this. What? Sam Elliott. Would you date Sam Elliott? I don't know. I don't think so. Would you date a cowboy? No. That was into like lassoing you? Nah. Capturing you like cattle? That would remind me too much of like being on the farm and (laughs) too much trauma. Let's see. I also watched, I watched one DVD. Um, I was trying to catch up on some DVDs that I bought, I've had for a while that I don't watch. Like I still have, um, I got the Kickstarter for, um, and I already I already watched like most of it, like on on demand. But I have the Blu-ray for All Things Must Pass, and it's still in the plastic. Um, but I watched the Wrestling Road Diaries too, which is a cool documentary that Colt Cabana made about wrestlers. What on time the did road. you wake up today? Today, I don't know, like nine. Wow. Still keeping productive? Not really. Do you eat breakfast? Not lately. I have a protein shake. Do you eat lunch? Today I had a can of fruit cocktail. For lunch? Yes. What do you eat for dinner? Refried beans. That doesn't sound like a lot. It's a balanced meal. (laughs) That satisfies you? I mean, I drink the protein drinks. Then that takes away your hunger. A lot, some of it. Not really. I'm hungry. Did you leave I'm the hungry house all the today? time. I wanted to to go eat food, but then I was like, I should try not to do that. Need you know? So I just ate what I had in the house. I looked at uh, Cherry Coke logos today. Man, which is your favorite? Mine's the purple one from the early nineties. <laughs> Oh, dude, those, those you still purple see cans? Them. You still see my... that, you still see that, that uh, on the fountains sometimes. On you some of the fountains the... and also on some of the vending machines. The button? Yeah. 
I love it? seeing old vending machine buttons. Remember we saw the surge machine? When we saw that surge the machine at that laundromat. And, so, and somebody like came charging at you and I'm like, just stand, just stand there long enough for me to get the picture where nobody was just messing with you. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. I don't even know what I did with that picture. I have it somewhere. You should bring it up. I mean, Surge is, find it. Surge came back, right? I can't even yeah. keep track of things that have come back. Surge has been back. You mean you could still buy it? I think so. I had to stop. It wasn't good. I, I thought it was fine. It's just it was. It's not good for you. That's for sure. They changed the logo from the purple can of Pepsi to a weird, like artsy cherry Coke. Remember, like it was red and black. With the white lettering. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Look up Cherry Coke 2002. Oh, I know the Cherry Coke logos. The red and white one? But look how ugly it is. It kept me away from Cherry Coke for a really long time. <laughs> how can a logo keep you away from a soda? Like, <laughs> it just didn't delicious. look right. Which one? Are you talking about that funky one? The funky one. I like the funky one. I don't. Oh man, I like that one. So you like the more like which one do you like? I like the, the I thought purple you were talking can. about that one. The purple can is so like whatever. I mean it's classic. The funky one that says do but something the funky different. One, does that yes. is that what you see? Yeah, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, I love that. That's the that's like oh I love that one. It has no connection to Coke. It shouldn't. It's because all the Coke. other but all the other Cokes have, like, a Coke, lo- like, font. But that's what makes Cherry Coke so great. I do like the current one that's, like, the purple can. It's Coca-Cola I mean, yeah, Cherry. It's pretty standard. It's a uh, classy, I think. Or the one with all the classy. cherries on it. Yeah. Do they make vanilla Coke anymore? Yes. You can still get it at Rubio's in the fountain, and it's still in bottles. And you can get it in cans, 12-packs. But the only place I've seen the fountain is at Rubio's. Anyway. Is there any other... Well, I was just going to ask you if you had watched anything on Netflix lately or Hulu. I watched Baby Series Club again today. I have to work. <laughs> it's so wow. good. Skylar Fisk is so good. Because her dad comes into... The, her dad comes into town and and makes her lie and say he isn't there. And then she has to keep leaving and can't say why. And then Rachel Lee Cook is her best friend, so she can't say why either. And then the Baby mm. Series Club gets mad at her. And her parents, her mom and her stepdad get mad at her. And she's like, everyone I care about hates me. And I'm lying. I don't want to lie to them. And you make me lie. And all you do is lie. And it was like, Oscar-worthy scene. Man, sounds intense. There's a whole subplot about a 13-year-old girl who's babysitting for this kid who has a cousin from Sweden or Denmark come in and he's way older and he tries to take her to a club and he yeah, thinks I remember she's, that. she's, he thinks she's 16. They like stole that from Saved by the Bell. Well, how, what happened? When like Zach, when like the girl thought that Zach was way older than he really was and then they go to a club. But, in this, there's a moment where some parents came into the store, and there's this older boy looking at this 13-year-old girl going, You're 13? You're 13? <laughs> she's, like, looking at me like, what the hell is this? 
I finished uh, season three of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It was really good. Titus is the best. Would you have sex with a Muppet to be what? on Sesame Street? Or a guy with a Muppet on his hand? I think we already talked about this. <laughs> no. Because Kermit is available now. Yeah, big hubbub. Would you be Kermit, the new Kermit? I can't do that. But th- what if they offer you $20 million? But I would get fired immediately because but I'm terrible. They're not going to take away the money. But you don't want to yes, be known. Are. You don't want to be known as the worst Kermit. Definitely not. But what if you change it and like Kermit becomes popular again because he's like, dude. <laughs> I do would be talking like me. It wouldn't sound like Kermit anymore. Yeah. And then just be you can get Phil the Fozzie job. <laughs> I don't know. Phil reminds me of Fozzie. Because he's like furry. (laughs) He's telling bad jokes. So does that mean that Phil is the Frank Oz to my Jim Henson? Sure. I feel like it's the other way around. But you're the, you've got the name. He just, you know, builds upon it. He said he likes to be, he doesn't want to have the spotlight, but he likes working in the background. I don't know. Phil gets the spot. Phil likes the spotlight just fine. <laughs> but because I asked him why doesn't he have you change the name of Radio Brendo Man to Radio Brendo and yeah, Phil or something. that's specifically regarding Radio Brendo Man. I don't know. Um, I, at your recommendation, I continued watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I bumped it up on my list of stuff. What episode did you just watch? Uh, let me look. I don't even know. I just watched the one where um, the guy at the bar quits his job, but then he has to come back because his dad hey, is all sick. And it was really yeah. sad. Or that Billy Joel-esque song. And, uh, well, he quits the bar a few times. You well, this was the first time. One? No. What other song were on the episode? The Thanksgiving one? Is that it? Uh, yes. Well, the Christmas in California... That, that song happened. Christmas that was really funny. It's just a golden state of mind. And then, um, I don't know, just stuff like that. It's really funny. It's a good show. Rayshawn worked some comedy festival and said, do you want to go? I'm like, <clears> no. And then she's like, I'm working Rachel Bloom's tent right now. And she's just talking to us. I'm like, You what? should definitely always go to comedy festivals if you're offered... Because I didn't. Really I don't like cool anybody, people. but Richard. That's remember yesterday you said I might get mad from who you saw. I'm like, there's only two people that I would be mad that you saw that I didn't. And one is Rachel Bloom. So you weren't mad that I met Topanga, and you didn't? no. I just kept thinking about that today of how fucking hip it is that Jensen can always say that he fucked Topanga for the rest of his life. They might get married. You don't know. I know, but still, if it doesn't work out, he still fucked Topanga. That is true. I'm the sure other, he took that into consideration. The other was. person that I would... What if what if Topanga, like... What if when you're at the wrestling show and she's asking you stuff... Like, she, if you she was asking you wrestling questions, would you answer her? We talked about wrestling. What if she was, like, asking about you? What do you mean? Like, what if she was, like, all interested in you all of a sudden? 
I don't know. Talk to her. I, guess. I know, but what do you mean? Like she was like hitting on me or something? And then she started hitting on you. Well, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But what if it I don't... happens? I wouldn't know what to do. I never know what to do in that situation. Would you Even if it wasn't, if it's a normal person, one hundred percent. Even if Stepang is like, just can we just go somewhere? I wouldn't do that. You don't want to say you fucked Topanga? Not if she was currently <laughs> dating somebody that I knew and respected tremendously. I would. I don't know. I mean, him. I wouldn't call Jensen like my friend, but we're definitely like acquaintances, and he's also somebody I look up to. I don't know. I think Topanga goes. The Topanga rule is that you just do what Topanga says. <laughs> well. I'm glad that that's definitely a situation that's not ever going to happen. The other person I'd be mad at is if you met, um, why, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, what the Valyrian girl? <laughs> I guess so. With? Um, no, no. What, I can't believe I'm blanking. Um, Whatever, dude. I still need to get revenge for the fact that you, like, Held Edgar Wright hostage for yourself. Someone needed for to like an door. hour. You were the doorman. That was that your was, job, right? You could have hung out. That was that situation was bogus. But you could have locked the door. Could have locked the door. You didn't need me out there. I didn't need to be out there at all. I sat in the lobby doing nothing. Could have locked the door. Could have hung out with you. You had to you watch. Like, no, you need to. You had to, have to watch. I had to watch for shit. Didn't have to watch for shit. What happens when Kevin shows up? Then I go out there. It would have been fine. You would, there was like at least an hour where like you intentionally like were like, I have Edgar Wright all to myself. Greta Gerwig. That's, that's what was on my mind. Oh, I met her the other day. Yeah. And you Kaipa. Where did you yeah, see her at the Stater Brothers? I you saw her both, at Clarkie's Diner. She you were both going researching for the, a what's, role. What's that punch that you and Emily like? What? Stater the Tiki Brothers. Punch? Tiki Punch. Yep, our and hands she was going touched. After that, bo- that flavor of Doritos, that and then never she got said, taste. "She's like, here. I also found these blazing buffalo or whatever. <laughs> and uh, would you like to come talk to me about um, how much you like? I saw she saw my uh, she saw my Francis says ha shirt. She I saw your it. Ric Flair button. One of the talking. And to she immediately Flair. was like, do you must really like.'" professional wrestling and you obviously like me so let's go <laughs> hang out and why don't you show me what you kaipa has to offer what and would I you definitely show don't like people with d in their first name and uh i would i don't know take your what would, to what would you show her that video store that phil goes to that'd be cool right hey you want to <laughs> see a video store <laughs> clarkie's Where's that? Remember you said you had a shady sandwich? You went to lunch in San Bernardino or something? Oh, like yeah. Empty. Place was good. Would you take her there? No, because that place got has been robbed like twice in the last like few months, and so I don't want to go there anymore. All right, we got to do Marmaduke because we didn't do it last time. And then we gotta go. And that'll be it. And that'll be the end of Derek. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I had one more thing I watched on Netflix. I guess I could talk. Well, I told Phil, and I don't know if he watched it yet because it's a big deal. So one of the book club books that we read a while ago was a series of books by uh, um, by Gordon Corman called um, they're Bruno and Boots are the main characters. They're like the McDonald Hall books. And I was surfing the new releases on Netflix, and there's a Bruno and Boots, this can't be happening at McDonald Hall TV movie, and it's the first book. I mean, they modernized it quite a bit, and I mean, it's nothing special. It's all right. But if you're into, like, fun kid movies, it's definitely, you might, I mean, you might like it, Derek. I don't know. It was made for Netflix? I think it's like a Canadian TV because I they I think they made it in Canada because it's a Canadian book series, and then I think Netflix bought it. I don't know. What was the name of a, that comedian we saw? Oh, here we go, Natasha VC. She had some things to say about the Netflix and of Green Gable show. Hmm. She said, "Hold on." Fuck off if you're too, this is all in caps, fuck off if you're too soft to handle a hardcore bleak reboot of Anne of Green Gables, this show is legit. <laughs> I will always be suspicious of you, Amy Grant, listening slant bracelet wearing thoughts, well, taught in your a lot of GG book smug with your frilly socks. Now you're all whining that this show is too dark and baller. And it's not mumsy wumsy enough for She's you great. Gryffindor coddled ass. Emily fuck is off. the best. Natasha. Natasha is Natasha. Um, yeah, and that's why I, I, I 100% agree with what she says because there's so many people that are like, oh, that's not the Anne of Green Gables that I know and love and it's a little dark. And I'm like, first of all, again, I've said this multiple times. They've made like the all like, you know, one, I think these books are a lot darker than people remember. It deals with a lot of like – it deals with death. Deals a lot of messed up stuff in a very frank manner, and I think people forget that because they are very upbeat, positive overall books. But but there's also the like a isn't. lot of tragedy. Well, no, the show the show definitely is upbeat and positive, but it also doesn't. It also is darker than the tone of previous adaptations, and that's what my big thing that I've said over and over again is: if you want. The happy-go-lucky, perfect Anna Green Gables adaptation; those have been made multiple times. We don't need those. This is the. This is. I think this was a. It was a different take. It does take some liberties, but they all take liberties in their own ways. And I thought the way that this one took its liberties was done really well, and I liked it a lot. Was the some biggest? What's the most was very popular intense. one made? Why? Like, I mean, there's, like, back alley abortions. There's some really intense stuff, like, in regards to, like, just Anne's backstory and then just stuff that happens. And, like, I don't know. What's the most popular adaptation? Was there some sort of Disney Channel show? I mean, there was a Disney show, show, but... Was um, it called Avalon? Avon- it was called Avonlea, but it wasn't... It's not, and that's more of a chronic, that's more based off of the Chronicles of Avonlea and takes a whole bunch of the characters and it's not directly based on the books. I mean, Sarah Polly plays Anne. That was like her big break. But then she was also in the, like, I think she was in one of the series as well. 
that actually adapted the books. But even those, I, I haven't seen them all. Phil has them and he's seen them. So even those, like, there's stuff missing and they change things. So, like, I don't think that's a valid criticism of this because you could say that about the other ones that people love so much. Just because it's so different and the tone is different, people are like, people are not, a lot of people aren't into it. Hmm. Like, a lot of hardcore fans of the books. Does Phil like it? Phil and Janelle? Phil hasn't watched it yet. When are they going to watch it? I don't know. They've been in Europe for like a month. I'm sure they're going to be beyond behind on everything. But it's been out before they left. Yeah, but they're always, they're already always behind on stuff, usually. Is that why Phil was talking about how great Grace Under Fire is? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because sometimes it just takes them a while to get onto stuff. They just got TBS, and that shows on all the time. <laughs> and, uh. Alright. Was that show like super popular because like it's been a syndic- it's like a huge syndication. It was funny. It was, lasted a while. I guess it's funny. But there, I thought it, it was funny. But what happened is she got breast implants. I know she yeah showed the son on the show and the parents took him away and then they aged the kid like ten years or something. <laughs> well, didn't she have but, like a major alcohol problem and stuff? That too. But both kids that played Quentin. We're in Little Giants. That is true. And I just watched a Grace Under Fire where Lily Sobieski asked out the son. Man, what happened to her? You know who is the most successful person from that show? From what? Grace Under Fire? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The twins that played the youngest kid, one of them is Jughead. Whoa. So that's where that kid's Those from. Those Sprouse twins from Big Daddy. Wait, that's one of the Sprouse twins? Are you serious? Yep. That's Jughead? Yep. Whoa. Man, Sweet that's life, weird. Zach and Cody. So are, does that mean that they could open, we could open up to future, like, twin Jughead stories? <laughs> that's where you want to go. Well, I mean, they used, cause like, Nick Brendan had a twin. So they ended up using him in like some cool Buffy story when they you had like twin Xanders. I could I would be down for like a weird Jughead's lost twin or something. Mughead. <laughs> Mughead. Alright. So this Marmaduke it's starts. It's weird off. when Betty calls Jughead Juggy. She does call him Juggy a couple it's weird. times. Juggy. Those are the name of the girls on the man show. <laughs> because I was just a little, there was an interview, um, when Allison Bree was on WTF again, she talked about how when she was like in high school, she wanted to be a Juggy. Oh my God. And now she realized that was awful. But like that was like something she wanted to do. Her hacked pictures were leaked. That's bad. It's not cool. Not cool at all. But I'm sure you looked at him. I will say, I won't confirm or deny that, but I remember the day of the first fappening, 4chan was like working in shifts to like hide. To be the worst human beings <laughs> to on the hide, planet? Like, or just to host different places. And I remember a kid had come onto the 4chan boards and said, hey guys, 
I just got my first girlfriend and I'm uh, thinking about having sex with her and I don't know what to do. And the 4chan people were like, um, we're a little busy here today. I thought that was funny. Why and do you even, even know can, what's going on at 4chan? Those that was the people, one time I looked at 4chan. Well, you shouldn't. But I hope you got hacked. When, at the end of the day, there's this post like, all right, guys, get some sleep. I think we did some real good work today. That's disgusting. That was, yeah, that was bad. They were like in shifts, like, like now 12 hour shifts. Cause like, they're saddest. They're stuff. the saddest bastards on the planet Earth. You know who else is a sad bastard? Phil. Phil is. Guy. <laughs> so Phil's, um, Phil answers the door and there's this dude, the hat, and he says, hello, Phil, remember me? And then Phil says, Carl? Carl Williams? And he says, Carl, and then he like puts his foot in the door to like, before, so he's warning Carl about Marmaduke. Uh He doesn't recognize Carl Williams. So then he says, so he says, Carl, I should warn you about my dog. Don't worry, Phil, says Carl. I know how to handle dogs. Been around them all my life. I speak to them with a firm but friendly voice. Come here, fella. And it's just Marmaduke's, like, giant head. Let me see the head. See in the bottom? Uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> And then he says, I let them become familiar with my scent. Good fella. So Marmaduke sniffs his hand. And then, then I pat them on the head and I have them in the palm of my hand. And he's patting Marmaduke on the head. And then you see, eow! Whoops! And then Phil says, that's what I wanted to warn you about, Carl. With Marmaduke, you never have him in the palm of the head, of your hand. You have him in the middle of your lap. And then Marmaduke is basically like murdering this dude. <laughs> That's a weird position that he's at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a full-on missionary position, and he's, like, bigger than the guy. Marmaduke is ginormous here, and he's just totally, like, licking and smothering and murdering this man. And the last one was the sexual assault one, right, where Phil was sexually assaulting his wife or something? Uh, Yeah. Go back to that. Read that, read that one again. The last line is, when I say stop it, Marmaduke, I don't mean stop it. Do you understand? Oh my god. Because he, he, he breaks up, he breaks up Dot and weird. Phil because he thinks Phil is assaulting Dot because she's like, no. And the kids are also listening to them like <laughs> make out, which is all weird. Show me Marmaduke's like, face being told. And he's got that weird, such, like, oh. <laughs> such a weird, weird thing. You gotta show Phil that one. I gotta show him both of these. These are really weird. Well, that's Marmaduke. Derek, have you enjoyed your stay on Radio Brendo Man? How many weeks was it? A few. Four? It was, it was a good old time was a good old time and phil will be back on uh, monday how could you go back 
Of course I can go back. <laughs> Don't you miss not having to do rock cards? I mean, I'll... Uh, you don't. I, I. I don't see the point of doing rock cards because like neither of us know him. <laughs> Is Phil the guy that like knows? Phil doesn't know him, but he. But like I don't know. Like I know more of them than you do. Like you didn't know any of them. I knew poison. You knew poison. That's true. Well, there just isn't a lot of time because you were. You like to freewheel talking about Comic Con and theme parks and whatnot, and that's good. I like that stuff. And uh, I'm going to miss having you on the show every time. Thank you. I'm sure you'll be back. I'll be like Frosty and, the uh, Snowman. I'll be back again one day. And Phil will be back on the 17th on Monday. We're going to be doing our Comic-Con schedule overview, our annual Comic-Con preview episode. And then we'll have an episode that drops while we're at Comic-Con. Then hopefully we'll do some recording while we're at Comic Con, and then you know, ugh, I'm, I go back to work next Monday. I go back to work for two days, and then I go to Comic Con, and then it's like I go to back to work tomorrow. I don't have a single day off in October. Like September, I get Labor Day off, and that's it. No days off in October. What do you mean no and days off? You gonna have weekends no days off? off? I mean weekends. Yeah. What do you complain? <laughs> So you're getting I spoiled. Know. I am spoiled. I don't want to go back to work. But you like it. It's still work. Didn't you it's say, still... like, then you just read news all day and teachers bring you candy? I have to do, I do lots of stuff. I don't read news all day. Then you get to yell at kids. Stop printing shit. That's not fun. Go on field trips. Yeah, I get to go on field trips. Go to teacher parties. I guess it's not that bad. Man, get I'm to really leave bold. at three. <laughs> I work at three thirty at one school and until four at another school, and I get to work at seven and seven thirty. So it's not like I'm working less than eight hours. You ever watch wrestling at work? Yes. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. Alright. Well, be sure to go to RadioBrendo.com for all the Radio Brendo Man stuff. If your boss and, uh, came into the room and said, Brendo, were you just watching wrestling? I'd say, yeah. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you no, really the pl- just... I, w- would the, you I watch wrestling, know. like, while I'm waiting to do stuff, and, like, as long as I... Like, it's not like I'm not doing work. And I'm watching wrestling instead. It's like the nature of my job is like sometimes I'm waiting for something to do. Would you fight it if they fired you on the spot for watching wrestling? I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, it's a good job. You got to fight a little bit for it. I don't know. It's like the time I was at Borders and I looked at a book and I opened it up. I worked there, and I was supposed to be putting away books, and I looked at it, and I started reading it, and somebody from behind goes, are you reading? <laughs> and I had the book open, and I just look at them, and I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what Like, what, a, what an absurd question. Like, who cares? 
I got in trouble once at work because I would like got I still get like I still sometimes will just get like sidetracked like have trouble focusing on stuff and one time I just like was reading like news and yeah, like this was, was like saying. it was a it was a bad Trump day and then I was like reading some like Wikipedia articles or something and and then my, but see, the person was not my boss. So like, even if I, like, they couldn't get me in trouble even if they wanted to, but they are my coworker that I respect and they did it out of respect and like just trying to help me out. And they were like, you realize you've been sitting there reading news for like three hours. And and what did like, you say? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what were they and supposed they to said, be doing? Well, I mean, it's the librarian. And then what so she was doing say? her job. They were like, you realize you've been mad? doing that for three hours. A little bit. Because she's and like, you know, could be doing you, stuff. And then you and said, I'm sorry. And then she said what? And she said, well, she said, she said it's okay. Just go do stuff. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> that was it. Hmm. I feel weird talking about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't have any problems with my job. I just don't. Just I think like it's just going to my, wrestling shows all day, watching wrestling all night, and then you don't want to go back to work. I've been doing my podcast. I've been doing. I've just been. I'm bummed I didn't actually get to, to do stand up because, but it's just driving all the way to L.A. like multiple times a week sounds. Just the idea of it now, right now, makes me want to throw up. But you and did it for wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it make you want to throw up? But it was like a one time a week, maybe twice. I never did it more than once in a week. Um, I don't know because I don't want to drive two hours one way and get stuck in traffic. And also, it's been really hot. I don't know. <laughs> well, comedy, you'd be hungry. I know, but it's just so far away. I wish it was closer. I know. I'm, I, I, I failed in that aspect of my goals. And that was, uh, That's what you wanted to do this summer? You wanted it was one of the things up? I wanted to do. But I ended up doing lots of other stuff I hadn't planned on, so it all evened out. It was only like a, a month, right? Like a few weeks yeah, or something? Yeah, it wasn't that long. It was like it's a total five weeks. Um. Which this week is the last week, so I still have, you know, time. But I just, I don't know. I'm pretty much just not doing much this week. I'm just taking it easy. Well, I've been like, go. Because I've been go, go, going like all the last few weeks, and I just kind of want to, just want to chill out. Watch four hours of wrestling. I mean, maybe. Watch other (laughs) stuff. There's some shows I haven't gotten to yet that I want to watch this summer. I want to finish Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I started watching that Castlevania thing. What is that, a cartoon? It's, like, animated. It's really cool. It's written by Warren Ellis. Like, he wrote that forever ago. Like, I've been waiting for this for a really long time. I'm glad it finally happened. And it's been getting a good response. It was really... It's been really... I watched the first one and a half episodes. It's only four episodes. But it's really cool. It's really cool. I liked it. 
Well, Brendo's summer is ending. I know, but I don't want it to. I don't want it to ever end. Derek's leaving. Ugh. Just have to deal with these changes. I know. But I am excited that Phil's going to be back soon. Phil's back. Really missed him. Got you mm-hmm. gifts, probably. He, I think he wanted me to eat more of his fruit, and I didn't really eat any of his fruit. I can't believe you didn't take his NES Classic. I wasn't going to do that. I mean, he's just borrowing it. Nah. I don't know. It just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like the right thing to do. Why? And if I asked him about it, then he would probably gloat that I wanted to play it, and then it would cause like a whole thing. Oh, because there's also a thing about you being against it. That's what's the real thing, right? That's what's I mean, the real part of it. Because if I asked him if I could borrow it, then he would just gloat over it. I don't I want forgot, that. I, f- I forgot about the drama. There's some drama there. I can't believe they're making the Super Nintendo, and it's also going to be a limited release. So annoying. I'm so mad. Ugh, just thinking about that makes me mad. On that note, I think we should wrap it up here. And <laughs> mad, mad everybody and should go to RadioBrendo.com and check everything out there. Check out BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the other shows. Um, I mean, Derek, we do have another podcast that we're on that maybe we should uh-huh. do another one. Maybe to make yourself feel better, just make like a Patreon where people can just give you money. I mean, we're going to be having that, but we got to finish our Kickstarter obligations. But just do like one that's like, make Brendo happy. If you want to make Brendo happy, I have a PayPal account. (laughs) What's the address? It's brendoman at brendoman.com. Think people are going to donate? I don't know. People donated to our web hosting. That's nice. Yeah. We could keep doing that because we need money. All Um, right. I'll do but that. Our, all the other stuff is at RadioBrendo.com, our Amazon link, Amazon Prime free trial. Um, today was Prime Day, if anybody noticed. Today was you, or tomorrow? Today. The pretty much the only thing that's that are really on sale is Amazon stuff. So if you want an Echo, you can get a great deal on that. They're like half off. But if you want anything else, like just just another day, it's not very exciting. Um. So that's a, that's pretty much what's going on in every in Amazon land. I leave you with one final question. Okay. If Donald Trump asked you, "I want to have sex with you," and then I'll resign, would you do it for the good of the country? Sure. <laughs> but then it's just Mike Pence. You know what? I'll I'll take that. <laughs> wow! All right, I like that. I picture you like the way Bugs Bunny gets in drag. You'd think I'm going to be like all like, <laughs> why would I do that? I'm not. Oh, like, you Why would I do that? That's what he likes. I'm not going to, I'm not a lady. Would you get oh, in man. like a. <laughs> no. Trump, Trump clothes? What are Trump clothes? Like his clothing line? I don't know, whatever. For the good of the country, probably, sure. Um, This is getting really, this is getting real weird. (laughs) And uh, I think I'm gonna, on that note, gonna close it. Um, So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. For the final time, I'm Derek Armijo. Have a good one, everybody. And And John John Gubang. Gubang.
do. do. And this is my hetero life mate, Justin. What up, Andrew? And what up, world? Nothing new is a remake podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing film buffs together to talk cinema. So we pick a remake or reboot that we all watch and discuss it at length. Then we talk about the original. I love movies! Me too, buddy. Check us out on BenviewNetwork.com or on iTunes. Nothing, Nothing new, new! A remake podcast! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.